there, welcome to The Quest. My name is Alan Mulhern. Of our ten horsemen of the apocalypse, I have sketched the pandemic, the financial and economic crises. I wish now to examine the technological. This will take more than one episode. Technology is a vast subject, but my focus is narrow. I wish to examine the relationship between technology and our consciousness a matter of enormous importance to our own age. It may not be obvious at first, but this inquiry is inherently of a philosophical metaphysical nature. It is to do with human nature. Does the machine metaphor really fit our human essence? Are we just another piece of technological kit? Are our genes just a mathematical formula? Can our minds really be uploaded? Or on the contrary, is there not something totally other, even transcendent, that is central to our consciousness? Is not our consciousness utterly precious and even sacred? Or is it simply a natural outcome of evolution? Or even an accident of genetic mutation? Are we about to destroy our inner lives, our very interiority, in the drive for human enhancement? A number of metaphysical systems, such as Zoroastrianism or the worshippers of Shiva, believe there are two faces to God. Some have believed in a primal battle between the forces of the dark and the light. The Abrahamic religions have split these forces into God and the devil, utterly opposed and locked in battle. It is not a big psychological leap to see all of these as projections of the human psyche. Never more so than now we inescapably embody these divine and demonic possibilities in our own nature, in the future we create, in our consciousness, and in our entangled relationship with technology. These episodes on technology will have a number of items for exploration. These include hominids that existed long before our species and their technologies, early humanity and its technology, the agricultural revolution, capitalism, the most technological of all economic systems thus far in our history, the contemporary conjuncture, our point in time, where we stand on the edge of a transition which is almost incomprehensible, the extinction or transformation of human nature. It should become clear that technology is, and has always been, deeply entwined with our consciousness and our human nature. They are systemically intertwined, mutually influencing, catalytically interconnected. I'll explain this terminology shortly. The development of hominids from two million years before the emergence of Homo sapiens gives evidence for the first simple implements used by our ancestors. These are called Aldervan stone tools, which were small rocks that had been shaped and could be held in the palm of the hand and used as a weapon or instrument. For example, to crush bones, so as to extract the nutritious marrow within them, generally not available to other animals. We may have begun our carnivore diet by scavenging, but it had to be an intelligent operation, given the competition. At first glance, these might appear normal stones, found objects, but a closer inspection shows that they have been shaped into sharper edges by other stones. 
These tools were an immense advance on having nothing, but this technology did not improve for half a million years. The next stage of stone tool development was the Arculean, and this began around 1.5 million years ago and lasted up to around 130,000 years ago. Yes, the Stone Age lasted for millions of years, right up to relatively recently, archaeologically speaking. The Arculean objects were sharper flakes of stone of a range of sizes and were used for specialist purposes, hunting, hand axes, cutting, skinning, etc. And these developed, became more varied and complex over this period of a million and a half years. Apart from this slow change in development, any technology was extraordinary in itself, since, with the exception of some elementary operations by chimps, no other animal had the brain power to create or shape tools, i.e. to create its technology. Subsequently, the development from primitive instruments to modern technology is along an accelerating curve. During the period from Homo habilis 2.4 million years ago to Homo sapiens around 200,000 years plus ago, brain size over doubled in size. But this was not the only development. There were many evolutionary changes in our bodies that also helped this process. For example, the opposable thumb and fingers allowing the flexibility and precision of our hands and the remodelling of the body to allow fully flexible, upright walking and running, as opposed to being a creature who was half tree dweller and therefore similar to our primate relatives in our bodily structure. It was not only the size of the brain, but its remodelling that was required for the intelligence of Homo sapiens. For example, new parts of the cortex, such as the Wernicke and Broca areas, that allowed language to develop. Also the remodelling of the back of the mouth and throat, allowing vocalisation. Now, if one accepts the Darwinian view of evolution, these new parts of our body and brain evolved by natural selection over millions of years. And to the best of my knowledge, they did not appear de novo. They evolved bit by bit, implying that these changes, although the result of mutation of genes, were in a positive feedback loop with our technologies. Thus the brain that was getting larger needed a lot more energy to survive. This was obtained by being able to use the stones to crush the bone, to extract the marrow, to feed the brain. It was also obtained by the use of fire, since archaeological evidence for its use is dated to at least one million years ago. Cooking extracts a lot more energy from food, again feeding the brain. The control of fire was a fundamental technology to human survival, protection, social interaction and also evolution. Thus those individuals, groups and tribes that could use stone and fire technologies were the ones that survived, reproduced and spread their genes. Thus a positive feedback system is established for the evolutionary expansion of the brain and development in technology. Homo sapiens, the latest surviving evolutionary development from the primates, would have inherited, so to speak, the fire and stone technologies from ancestors such as Homo erectus. They would have seen how it was done. It's impossible to conceive how our species, or indeed our ancestors, 
could have survived without changes in consciousness and technologies acting systemically. A system has interacting homeostatic mechanisms promoting growth and emergent complexity. So a system has interacting parts which are self-balancing and create new emergent properties. Having evolved in Africa, the Homo lineage had to face a fierce range of hunting carnivores who were far better equipped to attack or run compared to ourselves. We were fairly helpless and a high proportion of our species was killed and eaten by other animals. Probably provoked by changing climatic conditions in Africa, the jungles and heavy tree cover diminished and open grasslands became more common, allowing or forcing our ancestors to descend from the trees and search for food on the ground. These first attempts were probably made around 4.2 million years ago. Over the next 3 million years of evolutionary development, elementary weaponry, bipedalism, the use of fire, social cooperation and eventually basic language interacted with an evolving morphology of body and brain to create a winning formula in the fierce battle for survival. In other words, technology is integral to our evolution and our consciousness as well as our bodies. Survival was a tremendous challenge. By the time Homo sapiens is established, all of these features have been developing over millions of years, steadily improving. However, many crisis points were reached. For example, around 70,000 years ago, Homo sapiens was forced to leave Africa. It looks as if there was an evolutionary bottleneck in the DNA record and the numbers of our species must have reduced to a few thousand individuals. An explanation for this is that there was probably a gigantic explosion from Mount Tobo in Indonesia which blocked the sun with a thick cloud of ash in a volcanic winter. Temperatures plummeted, vegetation withered, animals died or migrated and so did the endangered Homo sapiens. From Africa, our species spread all around the globe. This was impossible without crucial technologies, which, besides the ones already mentioned, would have had to include clothing and construction skills. Indeed, we have evidence for construction skills of Homo erectus long before Homo sapiens arrived on the scene. Behaviourally modern humans emerged around 50 to 60,000 years ago which we can see in the range of more sophisticated tools, implements and weapons for which there is ample evidence. There had also developed symbolic and decorative skills, which involved seashells creating necklaces and the use of ochre as a dye. There is also evidence of symbolic behaviour, again in the use of ochre, in the burial of the dead from at least 100,000 years ago. Technologies embodied in weaponry were essential to survival. These were therefore creative forces promoting and ensuring life, survival and growth of the species. However, they were also the implements of death for the creatures they killed. This may well have included other members of the same species or our ancestral cousins, the Neanderthals for example. The evidence existing for the spread of Homo sapiens around the planet with the dates of entry into Asia, Australia, the Americas, now all well established, shows the consequent destruction and extinction of most of the megafauna, that is large to very large animals, 
within a few thousand years after the arrival of Homo sapiens to that area. Our species had become expert hunters, using its technologies and expanded consciousness to great effect, deadly for other creatures and beneficial and life-giving to ourselves. From the beginning, our technologies are an expression of a creative, destructive antinomy, that is a combination of opposites, that lies within us. Technology is not therefore simply something we use. Obviously it originated in the developing brain, embodied in a growing rationality as individuals, groups and the species struggle for survival. Since Homo sapiens is poorly equipped physically for survival, then the species would have become extinct with changing climatic conditions, animal predation, diseases, forces of nature and so on. Just as the majority of species on the planet have become so. Technology develops with the evolving brain and body that becomes capable of using new technologies. A word that describes this systems way of thinking about technology is autocatalytic, a term that originated in chemistry and then was used in the life sciences. It describes the process by which one part of a system acts as a catalyst for a coupled reaction in another part. Thus, by inference, a simple technology like a cutting stone, by virtue of making greater nutrition available and survival more likely, makes possible further mutations of brain and body. These mutations, when successful, set off further reactions of the system. The technology develops further, for example, older one to Arculian stones, and thus a developing system can become self-reinforcing and even exponential in growth. Technology is therefore part of a system which is interactive and even catalytic with other variables, all of which need to be conceived as a system. The opposable hand and thumb would have evolved by degrees, each advance allowing greater mastery of hand implements and weapons, thus giving extra marginal advantage to those who had these mutations and could use the implements that were now possible in the ferocious battle for survival. Technology is enmeshed and interactive with our consciousness, our human nature, our survival from the beginning. There was then a long period of millions of years for technologies to change throughout the Stone Age of Homo sapiens and our ancestors, Homo erectus and Homo habilis, for example. This allowed an interaction between technology, survival of a species and genetic change over biological time. However, biological change is no longer part of the equation in recent times. The size of the brain has not had to change from the Bronze Age to present times, a few thousand years, to account for the enormous technological and social change during this period. We may have evolved a little in the last 50,000 years, since we became behaviourally modern humans, but this is no longer an agent of catalytic change. Symbolic, cultural and technology forces are now the powerful agents of change, and these forces interact with human consciousness and vice versa. The agricultural revolution around 12,000 years ago was fundamental to changing the nature of life 
away from hunter-gatherer existence, which had been the modus vivendi of humanity for hundreds of thousands of years, indeed since its emergence. With the agricultural revolution came changes in almost everything from towns to civilizations to writing to accounts and to increasingly sophisticated technologies, not least of which was the use of metals. The Stone Age passed, and so too did a whole psychology, a way of thinking and being in the world that was utterly ancient and vast. Mankind still had a deep dependence on nature, but now started to understand and exploit it. The emergence of the settled farmer, then towns and fortifications, bred a totally different psychology compared to the hunter-gatherer. At first these differences may not have been too noticeable, but much later, when the peoples of industrial capitalist societies met those of the Stone Age, in Australia and the Americas for example, the results were devastating and the differences between the two groups in attitudes, beliefs and behavioural patterns were vast and incompatible. The structure of their psyches may have been the same, but their contents, beliefs, attitudes, habits, their sense of identity, how they viewed the rest of the world would have been radically different. Of especial importance is how the psyche of a people is embedded with the technologies of the age, and this can radically distinguish them from those of another epoch. In no formation has technology had more impact than that of capitalism, which has been driven by waves of technological change across the centuries. These long-term phenomena are called Kondratiev waves, named after the Soviet economist who first identified them. They are also referred to as stages of an ongoing industrial revolution. In essence, they are technological determinants of revolutions in economic structure. The first Kondratiev wave, or the first industrial revolution, from the 1770s, used water and steam power fueled by coal to mechanise production. The early factory system, with its specialisation, famously described by Adam Smith. The second, the use of gas to light the cities of the Industrial Revolution from the early 19th century onwards, followed by the age of railways from the 1820s, followed by ocean liners uniting the globe from the 1840s in mass travel, migration and trade. The third, the age of steel and heavy engineering from the 1870s, powered by electricity. The fourth, the age of oil, the automobile and mass production from the early 1900s onwards. The fifth used electronics and information technology to automate production, 1970s onwards. Now a sixth is characterised by a fusion of technologies. Artificial intelligence is increasingly pervasive. Robotics, the Internet of Things, genetic engineering, quantum computing. It's deeply influencing all aspects of economic life. Autonomous vehicles and drones, 3D printing, nanotechnology, biotechnology, materials science, energy storage, quantum computing, virtual assistance, software of all descriptions. Digital fabrication technologies, to take one example, interact with the life sciences, combining computational design, additive manufacturing, materials engineering and synthetic biology 
to pioneer a synthesis between microorganisms, our bodies, the products we consume, and even the buildings we inhabit. Every area of economic life is potentially transformed by these technologies. It is unlike anything humankind has experienced before in terms of speed. There is no historical precedent for the velocity of current technological breakthroughs. When compared with previous industrial revolutions, this is evolving at an exponential rather than a linear pace. In terms of extension, this revolution is disrupting and changing almost every industry in every country. In terms of consequences, the breadth and depth of these changes herald the transformation of entire systems of production, management and governance. Two polarised viewpoints can be sketched. Like the light and the dark, the creative and destructive forces of creation. On the one hand, the optimistic vision, which believes in science, technology and human reason, which have and will continue to raise global income levels and improve the quality of life for billions. Consumers have gained enormously with new products and services that increase the efficiency and pleasure of our personal lives. Technological innovation is also leading to a supply-side miracle with long-term gains in efficiency and productivity. According to the World Bank, 850 million Chinese have been lifted out of extreme poverty in one generation, 1981 to 2015 the most radical and fast change in economic history. As is well known, the incorporation of a market philosophy and available technologies have been potent agents of this transformation in the most populous country on the planet. Once again, technologies are working systemically, this time in economies, since it is only in favourable business environments that they can be effective. The same technologies applied to another continent or country which do not have these favourable business environments will not see equal effects. The optimistic vision points to the indispensable role of new green alternative technologies to solve the enormous climate crises of our times. This point of view would also point out how it has been technologies that have played a vital role in ameliorating the current pandemic, which to date has globally killed a couple of million people, but will presumably get nowhere near the figures of the last major respiratory pandemic of 1918 to 1920, which killed between 20 to 60 million people, and that was after a horrific world war. Vaccines have been found currently in one year flat. Video conferencing has allowed millions of people to keep on working and earning. Online delivery systems have kept life functioning. Emerging technologies have been crucial in this battle. And so the argument goes on. Science and technology are indispensable to our future, our prosperity, our longer and healthier lives, and even our sense of identity. On the other hand, the darker vision. As automation substitutes for labour across the entire economy, unemployment and greater inequality emerge. Incomes have stagnated or even decreased for many of the middle class in high-income countries as a result of technological change over the last 20 years. Discontent in the form of envy and resentment are aroused by social media platforms. 
as well as offering opportunities for extreme ideas and ideologies to spread. The acceleration of innovation and the speed of disruption are hard to anticipate, putting many firms out of business. Major shifts on the demand side are also occurring, and new patterns of consumer behaviour force companies to adapt the way they design, market and deliver products and services. The latest industrial revolution radically changes consumer expectations, enhances products and provides totally new ones, engaging in collaborative innovation and brings about new organisational and corporate forms. The inexorable shift from computerization to innovation based on combinations of technologies forces companies to continuously innovate. There is less and less space for community. A slower pace of life is impossible. A natural connection to the world has disappeared. The world psyche has been hijacked by phone, internet devices and communication transmissions, which have it totally mesmerised. You might suspect a satanic plot. It has been out of the amazing discoveries of the quantum world, subatomic physics, one of the greatest findings of human science, that almost immediately a nuclear bomb was created and used. As if to announce a new world order had arrived, the deadly and menacing world of the technosphere, and millions of individuals worship it. From the beginning, it was our hunting, made possible by our weaponry, that wiped out so many of the planet's animals. The precious result of evolution over millions of years. This slaughter has continued, using every available technology, so that we are now creating a major extinction event of the creatures of this earth. As our technologies have gained power, we have been destroying the climate and ecology of the planet on a massive and unsustainable scale. So too, our military technologies have long had the power to destroy all human and even all animal life on this planet. Our technologies have become our most lethal weapon against nature, and therefore ourselves. Our next episode explores whether human nature is about to fundamentally change in response to the technological imperatives it faces. Mm -hmm.